Hello, friends, and welcome to the Bailey Bookish Podcast. Right off the bat today, I am going to apologize if I sound a little nasally. It's just going to be for this, like, post-recorded beginning part. Uh, the rest of the episode will be fine. I just have a stuffy nose. I'm a little under the weather. So I apologize if I sound kind of weird. And if you're like, oh my god, I didn't even notice until she said anything, um, I'm self-conscious about it, so I'm going to put the announcement anyways. Anyways, um... Yeah, so uh, this week we're going to do something a little different. We are, well, I'm going to be sharing um, a little snippet that is going on Patreon. Uh, So Rebecca F. Kenny and I discussed uh, her book, Captain Pan and Wendy Darling, over on Patreon. Uh, That was posted yesterday, uh, just a Patreon-exclusive episode. And then this is going to be the interview part afterwards. So if you want to hear about um, Rebecca's books, please consider joining the Patreon and please consider reading them first because there will be spoilers ahead uh, for this episode. So just try and keep that in mind. Um, I just don't want anybody to get spoilers. But these books are really, really good. They're Peter Pan retellings, and I hope you will enjoy the interview and all that good stuff. But yeah, please consider joining the Patreon. Uh, It helps support the podcast, and you get a lot of cool, exclusive bonus episodes. I think there's about a year's worth of exclusive episodes at this point, because I've been doing this for a while. So yeah, lots of cool content on there, and then this will give you a little sneak peek of what that's like. So Yeah, next week uh, we will be discussing the Aeneids, so if you have not read the Aeneid yet, you can read it if you want to, otherwise you don't have to, you could just listen to the episodes. Um, And I'll give you all my opinion on that. But without further ado, let's get into the episode where we discuss uh, Rebecca Kenny's books. Okay, so now we're going to go into the interview questions. Okay. Um, I guess I could just start off with like, what made you decide that Michael should be a musician? So we left off there. I don't know. I guess I just wanted, I wanted him and John to have gone very different ways with their lives after, you know, like Wendy just kind of took like a normal medium sort of job mm-hmm. and John, you know, he did the whole psychologist thing, you know, cause he's trying to deal with his memories of neverland Mm -hmm. and then you know michael just goes off into the like musicians lifestyle like the booze and maybe drugs i don't know (laughs) like putting uh neverland stuff in his song lyrics and whatever Mm -hmm. so i guess it was just a different having them each deal with it a different way Mm -hmm. you know because obviously it would deeply affect all of them oh yeah so yeah yeah so I also want to know, have you ever gone back to see what people highlight in your books? I don't, I have in one of them. I think that the Gargoyle Prince is the one I went, I don't think I've ever looked at the Peter Pan and... and They're very good. I don't, let me see if I can actually just pull. I should check out the highlights. That'd be fun to look at. Let me see if I can pull some up really quick for you. Okay. So you can appreciate them. Oop. Because honestly like i like quotes that are like tattooable i don't have any tattoos but i like the option mm-hmm. a lot of these are tattooable Aww. oh here we go i found some uh okay here's the two most popular right now 
Uh, okay. Page 232. I broke without you, Wendy. My soul was gutted. I just, you are, damn you, is one of <laughs> the most popular ones. And then the other oh. one is, oh my God, I whispered. He took my chin in his other hand. Not God, he said, say my name. And I'm like, oh. All right. <laughs> so I, I was wondering if that would be too cliche. Because I know other people have done that in their books too. You know, like, you know, having the... Mm-hmm. the girls swear and then he's like no not god me you know i love that i i love that that trope though mm-hmm. so i was like ah, i'll do it yeah and there's a lot of good ones in captain pan that were also highlighted um cool i'll have to check it out yeah do that because you're gonna be like to it feels like like if i'm feeling low one day i'll go read the highlights oh people like my words <laughs> you can also like see how many people like have highlighted it too which is kind of nice. cool which i've never actually highlighted in kindle before like I kind I of I don't usually do that either. No. I don't I'm usually too like in it. I'm like sometimes I'll pause and I'll read a thing again and I'll be like, that was so good and I'll read it over again, but I don't usually highlight it. Yeah. I usually just take notes on my like notebook. Mm-hmm. And like if I write specific quotes, I do it that way. Yeah. But I like that I can see everyone's highlights, which I think mm-hmm. is fun because I'm like, yeah, ooh, that is a good line. Yes, yes. So when you were writing this, did you decide to base it more off the movie or were you trying to go for the book or were you kind of mixing both? I think, you know, my whole liking for Peter Pan started when I was a kid, like seeing the movie, you know, and kind of like crushing on Peter a little bit. But when I was writing it, I think I went more for the vibe of the original book as far as like just the tone of it and the, 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 like wonky like stuff you don't expect you know and the and the dark parts and like a little bit of the fey aspect you know so i would say probably more the book the book i know it's supposed to be a kid's book but like we talked about it feels more adult it honestly does so yeah i'm not committed to it being a kid's book right i don't believe it yeah so i would say you know less the disney movie probably yeah, I feel like the Disney movie, like, while it shows kind of Peter's brutal side, it's, like, really glossed over. It really is. Yeah, it but. makes it a lot more fun. You know, and you can understand why, but, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I also was wondering, is there a reason you decided to, like, switch up all the Lost? Instead of it just being Lost Boys, you made it, like, Lost Kids and the Twins. Yeah, so- I wanted it to be, I want the, wanted there to be some girls in there, you know, since I'm having him basically rescue the kids before Hook can get to them, mm-hmm. I figured they wouldn't all be boys. I'm like, why were they, you know, in, in the original, it's like, oh, the girls are too smart to fall out of their mm-hmm. cradle or whatever. Uh, what is it? Yeah, cradle. I, I forget. So. What. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted a more diverse, um, mm-hmm. you know, group of lost kids. And so, you know, they're, they're like, all different and like you've got the twins are girls not boys and they they're they've they've all got powers you know Mm -hmm. some that they manifested later when they aged up i like that uh the twins it's like oh one could totally be a copy of the other and no one's Mm -hmm. gonna ever know nobody knows could be it could Mm -hmm. be i don't even know if the twins know yeah i mean who knows i don't know so (laughs) You're like, I'll know when they reveal it, I guess. 
isn't that the fun part about writing is like it is i feel like everyone expects you to always have all the answers and then you're like right. i literally have no idea yes and i mean sometimes i'll i have these things in the back of my head that i don't necessarily put in but that i know but then other things it's like well do i have to figure that out is it important to the plot maybe not <laughs> so yeah. i just let it go not gonna spend brain cells on it yet unless it comes up in another book later and then i'll sort it out i know there was a conversation a while ago too where it was like there's books where it's like this book only exists to tell this story and then like some books where there's the whole universe exists but this is just mm -hmm. a story that's happening and i yeah. feel like it's not wrong to just have this story only like this universe only exists for this story sure like i feel like everyone wants yeah. to flesh out an entire universe and sometimes we just don't need that much storytelling yeah yeah i think either one can be fun mm -hmm. it honestly just depends on the mood you're in i yeah. mean for me i'm a big mood reader mm -hmm. anyway so i'm like yeah like i love an a thousand page fantasy novel as much as the next one but also i can't always read an a thousand page fantasy novel exactly for funsies. exactly sometimes you just feel like digging into something that rich and sometimes you just need something that's like it's got depth to it but it's like mm -hmm. lighter and and you can just you don't your poor brain doesn't have to work so hard to keep everything straight <laughs> i sometimes call like some of these books that i read uh, my reality television mm -hmm. novels yeah. which are just like guilty pleasures that like yeah there's so little stakes but you're like yeah. oh i feel good reading this yes Yes, and that is awesome too, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, we kind of talked about this, but like the eyeball of the slough, where, you said this came from like Celtic? So the slough is like, um, obviously I changed it up, you know, mm -hmm. and, and made it look different, but they're like, um, like a sort of a death creature in Celtic, Celtic mythology. Mm -hmm. um, and so I just made them like way, way bigger and like made them be composed of, you know, evil souls that are like, that weren't worthy of going to Hades mm -hmm. underworld, you know, to live. And so they're like the worst souls that ever existed. And they've all kind of glommed together in these giant monstrous magical creatures. Mm -hmm. And um, the reason I had them do the eyeball thing is because I didn't want it to be too easy to travel from world to world. Mm -hmm. So um, I'd have something there and I have rules for it, but I feel like that's one of those things that I went, I went through the rules and got them all set up in my head. And now if you ask me to repeat the rules for like when you need a, an eyeball, when you don't, mm -hmm. I probably couldn't repeat it. <laughs> yeah. But, but I'm like, eh, just, just skip over that part. Just, you know, it's been figured out, I think. <laughs> I think I figured it out properly. Well, I think... But I'm oh, sorry. But I wanted to make it like hard, like not everybody can just hop from world to world, mm -hmm. you know? And also the idea of him feeding them things, like in the original book, when they were doing that transition mm -hmm. from when they were going to Neverland, you know, how he feeds them the food from a bird's beaks or mm -hmm. whatever. I wanted to, I wanted to kind of echo that a little bit. Mm -hmm. So she has to eat this thing. And it like the effect lasts for a certain amount of time, but it lets her like not go, not go mad mm -hmm. in the whole horrible, like in between zone. Mm -hmm. And it lets her see the portals and all of this. So, yeah. So I like that in this, it's, it's a whole nother realm. Whereas in the original, it's like, oh, they're traveling to like some remote Island. Right. Yeah. I, 
like the addition of the slow balls, a sly, a slow, blah, 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 blah. It's, it's hard to say. <laughs> I'm probably not even saying it right. Honestly, I like the Celtic pronunciation is probably like slough or something. I don't know. I have Irish roots, but I, I do not know how to say these things sometimes. I have, I, I just spell them and then I'm like, I don't have to pronounce it, but obviously now and then I do. So I am recording with the um, Irish uh, folklore podcast. So maybe I'll ask them and I'll be like, hey. You should. And oh. then let me know. Or I could probably, it's probably somewhere online. I probably should have looked that up before we started talking. It's fine. I sound like an idiot now. <laughs> Well, it's like the Hermione thing, you know, where everyone was like mispronouncing it. And then like, you know, right. they went to go and do the movies and it's like, oh, yep. Or like, I know it's recent, but I always pronounced it rice and in my head for um, Sarah J. Mass's yeah. books. You know, I always pronounce it wrong in my head. Well, I only listened to the uh, audiobooks, So imagine my surprise when I read how they were spelled. Uh-huh. And I was yeah. like, huh. Like, Feyre. I assumed there was an A uh-huh. at the end of that. And then yeah. they're like, E. And I was like, mm, okay. Yeah. When I read them, I was like, it was fair and rice to me. Which is so <laughs> dumb. That's awful. You're like, oh, the delicious dinner <laughs> combination. <laughs> so, when I found out how it was, it was a learning curve, I was like, oh, I have to retrain my brain now. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So I know. That's my embarrassing writer, uh, book book reader confession, I guess. <laughs> well, at least you're better than me because I sometimes, if I can't read the names, I just give them letters. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, ah, yeah, that's uh, that's good old R there. <laughs> good old R. We love R. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like if they don't give me like a descriptor or they give me mm-hmm. one that I don't agree with, yeah. I just kind of imagine them as like a hot blob. Uh- <laughs> Where they'll be like, oh, you know, because I'm reading this book right now, and I messed up two of the character descriptions, so I was imagining this guy very different, and uh-huh. then they uh, were like, oh yeah, and he moves his blonde hair. I'm like, blonde hair? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. Come from? <laughs> I'm like, whoa, whoa. Put the hair dye down, sir. <laughs> or the, they actually described someone as having hazel hair, and I was like, what? What? What is hazel hair? No, that doesn't work. Because hazel is supposed to be like, it's brown with like greenish tints in it. That's the kind of eyes it is. Yeah, the only thing I can imagine is maybe there's like hair dye situation going. Maybe. Or maybe they just thought hazel was more like a light, lighter brown. Maybe? Like the, like mousy? Like brown with a bit of gold to it? I don't know. But I got very confused. That's unfortunate. Yeah. But I'm sure I've done things in my books like that too. Like I think one time I put, I meant liquefying and I put liquidating and I think that's still out there in one of my books and I can't for the life of me remember which book I put that in. I'm going to have like, I can't, remember if I, I can't remember if I ever fixed it, but. I'm going to have like 10,000 editors. My entire <laughs> book budget is going to be editing. Hmm. I do you stuff know, like that all the time. There is stuff, man. I'm like, oh, despite, I mean, I have people who help me with the beta reading and whatever. And, mm-hmm. you know, Word Docs, Google Docs, my English degree. I just, I go through it a million times. By the end, I'm like so sick of the story, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I've read this book enough times. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Let's get it out of here. <laughs> to me, I like write the book and I'm like, 
okay, it's done. And then I'm like editing. <laughs> oh, that small part of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like I used to write when I was like growing up, I would write like these like 50 chapter stories, like write my heart out. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, that's enough of that. Tuck it away now, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so I did want to ask you what the inspiration for the Eldridge was. I I don't know. Um, I've always liked the kind of, I mean, I think there's stuff like this in like horror movies and more gothic lit, right? Mm-hmm. You know, these uh, kind of amalgamated sort of creatures that have just been around forever and they're like, they're sentient. Oh, what was that movie? There's a movie on Netflix that has... I watched, watched it recently. It's a horror movie, and it's these guys, they're friends. They go into this uh, forest in, what is it, Sweden or Norway or something? Mm-hmm. And there's like an eldritch creature there, and it's got like all these arms and stuff. And I actually watched it after I wrote this. Oh, but really? That was probably the closest thing. I don't know. But it's like, you know, in, in old folklore, you have these, these just sort of morph together like an eldritch god type thing you know mm-hmm. various parts assembled you know in this mm-hmm. weird way that's just so other you know and it just it's horrifying but you can feel the power of the thing so i just wanted her to be super old like this creepy goddess you know yeah yeah that's so fair i I really like the addition of the Eldritch. Because mm-hmm. I like it where it's like, they're like, oh, the Eldritch is falling out of power. And then it's like Eldritch sweeping through the halls, doom following in her wake. And she just like, I, I like that scenery. Like, I would, okay, this is, maybe I'm toxic. I don't know. I'd read a book about the Eldritch. Yeah. 100%. Because. Yeah. And I was kind of thinking like, she is weaker now, so imagine how how powerful she would have been like back when. Mm-hmm. And when you get to Hades, this is not really a spoiler, but you know the Titans mm-hmm. in Greek mythology, like just these enormous, ultra powerful like cr- creator type, you know, mm-hmm. entities really. So in my mind, she's kind of on a level with them, like she and the Titans, and like maybe some other things out there in these realms you know mm-hmm. are the oldest of, of the entities in the universe you know mm-hmm. and eventually you know they start to fade a little bit but um yeah i just wanted that kind of like sweeping mm-hmm. sense of power creepiness like i was imagining like she has like a cloak on and where the back <laughs> of her cloak is like like out of a wake it's just like dark, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like taking over the whole area that she's in. Mm-hmm. And I really like the addition of the how the magic works in the Fae realm. Mm-hmm. Like, did you kind of did you pull that idea from anywhere, or is that something where you just like needed a way the Eldritch came in? As far as like it being a fabric and she can feel them pulling on the threads. Mm-hmm. I, I like to think I came up with that. It felt like I was just coming up with it on the spot. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I may have I may have unconsciously drawn inspiration from somewhere. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm not the only person who's thought of magic as like 
you know, a thing with threads. That mm -hmm. It feels like something someone's probably thought of before. But anyway, <laughs> it felt it felt unique to me in the moment. Um, but yeah, yeah, I did want them. To, I did want her to have a confrontation with Peter. And so I was like, how can, you know, well, she can sense when he pulls on it. But I also wanted it to make wanted to make it so like magic and fairy while super powerful is not limitless. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like it's kind of like they're all sharing the same tapestry of magic. Right. Mm -hmm. And so and. Yeah. I like that it's a, uh, what is that called? Open source? Yes. Yeah. That is such a good way to put it. <laughs> exactly. I was trying to think exactly. of like when countries do that, like communal gardening too, but I couldn't remember what uh -huh. that's called. I love that you said open source. That is such a good way to put it. You're just like, let me jot that down really quick. I know, right? I, I actually am going to jot it down because that is hilarious. I'm going to tell my husband you said that he'll think that's hilarious. He's all about open source stuff. When you anyway. write the Fey Realm one, if Peter does not say, yeah, you know how, like, a little open source? And... Ah! Ah! <laughs> I'm going to have to put that in something now, and I'll credit you in the back, thanks for that idea. I just, I want to read it, and I'm going to scream, <laughs> and then I'm going to call you. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. Um, And then, so, my... Last question was, how important is it for you to stay kind of close to the original book for you? Well, I think I went pretty far. Yeah. <laughs> I went really, really far. I guess it depends on how much I like the original. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I just, I think in retellings, since obviously retellings have been done like millions of times by now you know mm -hmm. tales are tales are retold all the time especially the main fairy tales but even something like peter pan has had a number of retellings mm -hmm. and so i feel like it's important to pick things up and twist them around you know mm -hmm. and um since i wanted it to fit in my own universe anyway um i did i did go pretty far from the source material i guess it's, it also depends on you know, certain things in the original, like we talked about the whole like racism parts of the yeah. original. So obviously you don't want to do any of that. Um, I had to deal with it with that in my headless horseman thing too. Cause I don't know if you know that the short story it was based on has some very racist bits in it. Yeah. I haven't read that one. Basically Katrina's father, you know, all his wealth is built on the backs of the people who work for him you know, for, well, <laughs> they're enslaved basically. And so I had to, I wanted to, when I did my Headless Horseman thing, I wanted to address that a little bit. Like, this is why her family is so wealthy, mm -hmm. you know? So I feel like it's important in retelling is to like be conscious of your source material. And like, if there's anything truly problematic in it, either eliminate it completely mm -hmm. or kind of carefully address it a little bit, you know? Mm -hmm. But yeah, I usually, I usually go pretty far from the original i think it's just like i take the main concept and i just go Woo like my my dark mermaid book i was originally going to do a gender swap little mermaid mm -hmm. but anybody who's read that one the the teeth and the tide anybody who's read that it's like well no it's it's nothing it's it's nothing like the little mermaid that was like the little seed of the idea at the beginning but it's way off i know okay. i i've been following you for so long i remember when that cover came out oh yeah because i've been following you since you put out uh the phantom of the opera retelling 
Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm sorry. I lose track of people sometimes. Fine. It's Twitter's a big place. And I also am not very engaging. I'm just like, oh, that's cool. And then I like had you on Facebook and I remember Teeth and Tide coming out. And I was like, I was like, oh my God, this cover is so cool. (laughs) And I think I commented on that one, but then it's like I keep like disappearing into the void for a little bit. Well, it's also like people's names sometimes are different on different platforms. Like, and so I lose track of. It's like, oh, you're the same. I have people who are on my cover design page Mm -hmm. that I know on Twitter, but I had no idea because their names were completely different. And then they were like, hey, I'm also so-and-so over here, you know. Oh, okay. I did a whole (laughs) rebrand too, like last October, because it's like I went from the blog, or not last, two Octobers ago now, um, I went from the blog. So it was like Rachel, comma, barely bookish, or Rachel, whatever that line thing is called barely bookish and now it's all just barely bookish and my face is gone you know all that kind of stuff like i just did a whole rebrand on everything so it's like i feel like a lot of people were like who's this new person i follow i know people change their profiles on twitter i'm like what who are you they change their little picture yeah who's that i know the same name as this person i know i followed Um, someone who did um like from wider lifts that i really liked and they changed their profile and their name <gasps> and I, at the same time. And I was like, I don't know that's who you probably are. Not a, that's probably not a good marketing move, honestly. Or like even just a good friend of friend was like, change one at a time. Or like maybe tell everybody weeks in advance like mm-hmm. that you're changing. Well, it's like I also disappeared for a long time on Twitter. So it could have been one of those things where like they announced it and then yeah, I missed that's it. That's possible. Yep. Yeah, and I'm like, oh. The algorithm is not your friend sometimes, No. It's like, I want it, like, pinned right at the top, where if anything says anything, like, has changed, just throw that at the top for me. Like, you remember, uh, like, old Tumblr days, where if you changed your username, like, nothing linked back to you anymore? I was never on there, so I don't know. Yeah, old Tumblr, like, basically, you know how, like, we have the at, our usernames that don't change? Or if you do change it, it re-links everything. Right, Old yeah. Tumblr didn't relink <gasps> anything. That is the worst. Yeah. So when you, like, change your name, it's like everything on the internet got lost. Oh, no. Yeah. Especially if you're, like, a big person. Oh, no. Yeah. So it was, like, big announcements. were like, hey, guys, this is my new name. And they, like, pinned it to the top and everything. Right. For Or they had it, like, for a long time when they would go through the transition, they'd have name and then formally known as in like uh, parentheses that seems helpful yeah but anyways that's kind of all the questions i had did you have anything else you wanted to highlight talk about mention Um, not to put you on the spot but kind of (laughs) i don't think so other than the fact that you know i wanted peter to not be like stealing the kids for no reason you know what i mean yeah so that's why I had the whole like hook wants people for their powers. And I guess there, you know, there is more to explore, I guess, in that because, you know, we never see this home base, wherever his home base was, or he's mm-hmm. been keeping them and training them and like, and whoever it was that was aging them up for mm-hmm. him. I never did tie that thread off. So I will probably at some point, part three, you know bring hook back into something good we'll see i don't know but it's like you know if i if i make 
the, the cowardly lion guy, the guy who I'm thinking is good, Otis, you know, mm -hmm. if he's going to be the cowardly lion, he's going to have to get off that planet and mm -hmm. go somewhere else. I don't know. I mean, I honestly have like this list of things to work on. So I have no idea when I'll get back to that universe, but I will. You're going to start yeah. needing some red thread here soon. <laughs> and after the, uh, after the Apollo book, I'm going to do the nightmare guy. Yeah, the Nightmare King guy, the one that she meets. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ooh. So his thing is coming for sure. I really do need to do him because there's a thread from Apollo that's left untied and goes right into his nice his thing. So He's my type. Yes. <laughs> Cold, dark, and mysterious, and very sad, mm -hmm. very handsome. <laughs> we love a sad boy. All right. Well, thank you so much, Rebecca, for joining me and sure. talking about your book with me even though i'm sure it was weird thank you <laughs> you actually made it fun it wasn't it wasn't as you know i get shy nervous awkward i don't know but this is good i really enjoyed it i'm so, glad i had so much fun reading it uh you will get texts from me as i read the rest of the series it's <laughs> at this point inevitable if there's uh -huh. any way that i can figure out how to like bring these like together more uh-huh we'll do that yeah. But uh, yeah, thank you. Where can people find you and all the things that you're doing? Okay, so I am on Twitter at Rebecca F. Kenny, and that's K E N N E Y. I know that gets tricky, but um, Rebecca F. Kenny one on Twitter. And then on TikTok, I think I'm just Rebecca F. Kenny. And then on Instagram, I'm Rebecca F. Kenny Books. <laughs> I need to like. I think I've said this before. I need to like make it all the same, but it's on each of those, you'll find um, my link tree. So that gives you a way to hop quickly to usually I put whatever I'm working on currently or whatever's newest toward the top. Mm -hmm. And then like, as you scroll down, you'll see the links to the other books. Um, or you can go on Amazon. I have an author page there. You can search for any of the titles that you're interested in and it'll be right there. Yeah. Please check out more books. Yes. Oh, I also have a newsletter. I need to talk about that more later. <laughs> I always forget. But I do have a newsletter. And if you sign up, you get a free little novella, my Fay Pied Piper retelling. Oh, cool. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll catch you all in the next one. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Barely Bookish Podcast. Once again, I apologize for my nasally voice right now. Um, if you want to help support this podcast, please consider joining the Patreon. It is donation-based for so as... Ah, wow. So for as low as $1 a month, you get access to a lot of cool stuff. And you get to join the Discord. And I'm probably going to make some goals here soon. So let me know what you want. Like, just tell me and I'll try and make it happen, Okay. Um, if you want to find me, I am at Barely Bookish on literally everything. I am everywhere. And I got that name on everything. And I am also on Twitch. And I do some writing sprints. Not this week, because, again, I'm under the weather. So, why do we call it under the weather? Is it because, like, you get sick in the rain? Is that why?
I don't know. If somebody knows, let me know. Just like message me or tag me in something. If you have like a document about it, that'd be cool too. That doesn't matter. Okay. You guys have a lovely day. We're going to talk about the Aeneid next week and I'll catch you all real soon. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Our logo was designed by my little sibling, Sarah. Our theme song is by Raphael Crux. And I'll catch you guys on the flippity flip. Bye.